0: Hello and welcome to another Win Daily Show. My name is Michael Brazil. I got my man, Nick Brett, which sticks, picks,
1: trademark, A-E-T-Y. Nick, how you doing today, buddy? I'm doing well. Great slate yesterday. Um, uh, man, it was just so fun to watch football again. Honestly, I did not really notice no crowds. The only time you really could see it or like feel it is uh, on field goals. Those Mm -hmm. obviously uh, one of my buddies said that too. He's like, man, field goals look really depressing. They're just booting it and it looks like practice, but it was so much fun. I'm so glad we got to watch football. Everything went smoothly. No, like, I mean, obviously Marlon Mack towards Achilles, that, that sucks, but there's usually going to be one major injury from a skill position guy that is probably on someone's fantasy team every week. It just happens in the NFL. That's kind of the nature of the beast of that game, but, it was awesome, decent officiating. Huh? Maybe not for the Sunday night football game. Um, AJ Green, I definitely think pushed off. If anybody's complaining about that one, I think he for sure did. Come on. But the, the Gallup one, I don't know, man. But one thing I loved, Jalen Ramsey hits so damn hard. Oh, yeah, dude, you could. That's, awesome. that's what you could tell mm-hmm. with no fans because you couldn't really hear much sound. You just hear him just laying people out, and he's not like that big of a dude. He's just mean. So. Good to see him earn his money because I know some people thought he was overrated at times, but damn, he looked really, really good. Aaron Donald last night, so damn good. But yeah, let's get into it. It was a fun slate.
0: Let's get into it. Yes, this is our recap show. We want to give the people some of the things we really like, some of the things we said, some of the things we didn't, and have a really good understanding of what we're going to be looking at moving forward. In case you are wondering, you're listening to the audio podcast, make sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review. You know the drill. It sincerely helps us get in front of more people Now, maybe you don't want that. Maybe you don't want your (laughs) friends to hear about how we are cashing money pretty much on a daily basis in the NFL, which is fantastic. But we think you should. It's the right thing to do. So please give us a five-star review. Please subscribe. Please share this with your friends. As I said, we are going to be going over the NFL Week 1 slate. It's going to be an absolute blast. We're going to take out that Thursday game because it feels like it was months ago at this point. So we're going to be looking at all the Sunday games, obviously, to give you a good understanding. And yes, man. I think that was the one game, actually, the Rams-Cowboys game. That was the one game that was weird with no fans. Maybe it was because Red Zone just kept switching so often that I couldn't realize there was no fans there. But listening to that game and listening to everybody hit, I thought was absolutely fantastic. But we'll get that to that game a little bit later. Very excited for it. I guess we kind of have to start. I know it's a little bit of a trope in the industry right now, but... Not sure if you guys heard, Cam Newton did pretty well as the quarterback of the New England Patriots. Now, let's be honest, they did go up against the Dolphins. Are the Dolphins better than last year on defense? Yes. Does that really mean that much? In my opinion, no. Obviously, they had to have gotten better because they were so goddamn awful last year. So, Nick, talk to me a little bit about this game. Cam Newton, 15 of 19, 155, 15 carries, 75 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, that's a pretty good stat line for a running back. Consider you throw in the 155 passing yards. It's not too bad. Just on the Cam Newton side, how did you feel he did in in this wonky, weird-looking Patriots offense?
1: I thought he would have done a lot more through the air, only 155 yards. I thought that he would have a really good connection with Julian Edelman and Nikhil Harry. I did, you know, that was one of my GPP flyers. A pump play at the end of our live stream was Nikhil Harry. And he fumbled on the goal line. Uh, <laughs> I yeah. know it, it wouldn't have done too much to his value. I guess he had five catches, so eight points minus a fumble, so seven. Yeah, he, that would have smashed value if he yep. got in there and didn't fumble. But man, I was so surprised to see him get 15 carries. I, I thought they'd kind of try to protect him a little bit, but I guess it's, you know, he's not win the future of the Patriots. Yeah, yeah, it's not your the future of the Patriots really at all. Yep, they're just that's what he's good at is just being a bulldozer and man, he was effective. Five yards of carry. He was their best runner on the ground yesterday. And then on the other side, the uh well I, we had a lot of Cam at Wendale, it sounded like. So he was one of like my honorable mentions in every single article is like I wasn't necessarily on him because I liked Rogers so much more and they were similarly priced. We got that one right, but Cam also paid value too. On the other side, not much that was really interesting to me. I was mind blown that uh matt Burita didn't get a single target in the passing game especially when they were playing catch up exactly like we said in the live stream is going to happen cool to see miles Gaskin get some run i did mention him in the live stream not as a play by no means did i ever say he's in play for dfs he really didn't do anything anyway but it was just good to see him you know kind of lead that backfield and carries jordan howard was awful uh, but Preston Williams led this team in targets. Get used to that, folks. He is a stud. Parker's really good, too. I know he had Stefan Gilmore on him most of the day. It didn't seem like they shadowed the whole time. But it's, it's awesome to see Preston Williams get so many carries or uh, targets, only two receptions. But yeah, yeah. all in all, Cam's definitely going to be in play every single week if he's going to rush the ball that many times.
0: Yeah, I think he is. Uh, I th- Maybe not that many times, considering the Dolphins actually have two really, really good cornerbacks with Byron Jones and Xavier Howard. I think that's one thing people forget when they think about this Dolphins defense is it's kind of like a bunch of dudes, but they have two really, really good cornerbacks out there on the outside. So I think that's something that may have led to an extra number of carries. I don't think he's going to carry the ball 15 times because I don't think he'll hold up for the entire <laughs> yeah, season. And true. the Patriots at least need to get into the playoffs to win the Super Bowl, right? So I don't think they're going to be able to have him run that. Many times, especially considering they were trying to beat the shit out of him at some points, too. Which, hey, I'm not angry about it. Um, just a couple things of note Devontae Parker did leave the game with a injured, I think I want to say it was a hamstring, unfortunately. So he had four targets, had four receptions, and that's that was about it for his day. Mike Kasecki, three for 30, not too bad. Five targets though, out of a tight end. I'm not going to get angry about that. And Miles Gaskin, yeah, I mean, again, we're not playing him yet, but. Is there any chance for a waiver wire claim in there? He had nine carries for 40 yards. He had four targets, four receptions for 26 yards. I mean, that's not a terrible day as a guy who should be the third string running back. Is there any waiver wire potential? Are you waiting for waiver claims to go
1: through? See if he's there trying to pick him up. Don't waste that spot. How do you feel about him? I think if I mean, it's fab. I think either way, I don't think anybody unless you're like in a really sharp league, someone would probably use some fab budget on him, maybe three to four percent of your budget let's say it's a hundred maybe two or three dollars because i think most of the love is probably going to go to obviously naheem hines and then mm-hmm. guy like josh kelly because he got in the box so you can this is a sneaky pickup for sure i think you're onto something definitely i mean they like him. they used miles gaskin a lot towards the end of the year last year clearly they just did not like jordan howard in this game eight carries oh. for seven yards but he did get the goal line work mm-hmm Yeah, I don't think I would put a waiver claim in for him. But if he's there Thursday or whatever, if you're let's say your waivers are on Wednesday morning and that's clear, it's a free ad. I would add him Wednesday if you have the depth, but it's probably likely to be a three headed monster all year long. They're not just going to bench Breida and bench Howard and give Miles Gaskin all this run. So to me, it's, it's something to keep an eye on. But I don't think I would spend any money to pick him up at this point. No, not with Naeem Hines and josh kelly out there and and we will absolutely get to naheem
0: hines uh essentially he is austin eckler moving forward i guess why we nobody thought of that until i started watching the game i was like oh shit that's exactly his role he's just going to be austin eckler for philip rivers over here but we'll get to that game in a second let's get to a game that we really really enjoyed and we really stacked heavy uh in case anybody was wondering jason mizrahi founder of Windaily sports utilized a lot of this information in the 80 model and also just you know Common sense, I guess, is one way to say it, to say, hey, let's stack these Seahawks. Let's stack these Falcons. Now, the 80 model really did prove that, and he won $25,000. So, shout out, Jason. Maybe all of us get a pay raise now. But until then, <laughs> until then, we'll see what happens. Let's talk about the Seahawks-Falcons game. Russell Wilson, absolute monster. He actually threw the ball 35 times, which, if you watch this game, you would have assumed he maybe threw the ball, like, five times. But for whatever reason, they kept throwing the ball. They only rushed the ball 20 times. Chris Carson got six carries doesn't make any sense to me Russell Wilson had three carries for 29 yards on top of that he had four touchdowns and Chris Carson actually killed it in the passing game six for 45 but DK Metcalf four for 95 a touchdown Tyler to Lockett eight for 92. So we had everybody on that side. It was absolutely fantastic. And we really loved the other side as well. Matt Ryan threw for over 400 yards, 450 with two touchdowns, which isn't too bad, but a very Julio Jones stat line, nine receptions, 157 yards, and of course, zero touchdowns because for some reason, Julio Jones can't score a touchdown. So we stacked this game heavy. We won a lot of money on this. Talk to me about this game. What did you like seeing? And were you surprised Russell Wilson threw the ball that many times, even when they were up, I think, 21 points at uh, you know for a big chunk of this game
1: yeah i the game plan was simple for pete carroll and we said it on the live stream is these cornerbacks for atlanta are bad so if that's the way you're going to move the ball i know they're a run first team but you saw their versatility it was that was their game plan like these corners yeah. can't keep up with metcalf they can't keep up with lockett let's just do that we have one of the most accurate best passers in the nfl i mean he's 31 for 35 four incompletions And one of those was just a wide open drop by Metcalf. Yeah. So let's say he was 32 for 35. Holy smokes. What a day for Russell Wilson. Um, What was awesome is that I did talk about in the live stream, the way to get really different here was to pair him up with Chris Carson because he is a pass catching back and everybody was kind of scared talking about DJ Dallas, maybe Travis Homer, Carlos Hyde. I don't really think Carlos Hyde's a pass catching back, but. It was a risk I wanted to take in GPPs, and man, that was huge when he had double points to Chris Carson twice because no one in any tournament I played, maybe in a couple like MME ones with the Millionaire Maker where people are just spitting out 150 lineups, they had it, but in single entry, nobody had that combination. That was awesome. I also had Metcalf and, you know, some locket. I didn't play a lineup with all three, even though that would have been extremely lucrative this week. I'll never do that. It just It's so rare that that happens. Mm-hmm. But, man, Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones. I was down on Julio Jones this weekend a little bit. I didn't want to pay his price. He didn't get in the box. So I was technically right on that. I know they, they both had nine catches, 157 yards for Julio, so he was the better yardage guy. But thank God I went to the savings on Calvin Ridley, and nine, nine catches, 130 yards, two touchdowns. And if you had him in a lineup with Josh Jacobs, who was pretty much everybody in, in the industry's a lock for the week but he was only like 35% owned in like GPPs that I was in, he should have been like 50. So we had some incredible builds and I said it on the live stream too, no matter what, like I always talk about simplifying your build, not trying to get like nine random guys everywhere and be like, all right, he's got a good price. I think he can hit three X, um, you know, Todd Gurley. Oh, well, he's in this game, not Todd Gurley. but like, Oh, Christian McCaffrey. I have to have him. Then I look at, Oh, Michael Thomas, he's kind of affordable. I, like, what I said was just simplify the lineup. Find the games you really can get a good grasp on the game script. And that's what we everybody like this game. It's not just win daily, but every single lineup I had had at least one Seattle Seahawk and one, you know, uh, Atlanta Falcon yeah. and one of the skill guys. So it was either Metcalf, Lockett, or Carson when I didn't have Wilson. Let's say we're not talking about quarterbacks here. And then either Julio Jones, Gurley, or Ridley. Those are the only three because I did not want to eat Hayden Hurst chalk that week in GPPs. And man, just doing that and this game blew up like this, all of my lineups had a very good shot at cashing. And then I just go to my main stacks after that. Or your your one offs, your lock ins, like Josh Jacobs, he was almost in every lineup. And then uh, no matter what, at least two sea C- or at least one Seahawk and at least one Falcon were going in. And that was my mindset. And it seemed like everybody at WinDaily followed suit and, and we smashed, it was awesome. And we smashed.
0: So one question on the waiver wire for you on this game. Russell Gage, nine for one fourteen. I mean again. I mean, maybe actually Atlanta will be down as many points as they were. They came back and scored two late touchdowns, so this game was actually 38-11 to 11 at one point. So, of course, they're going to be throwing the ball. I don't see Matt Ryan fit throwing 54 times every game, but, hey, it's, it's definitely a possibility. Any reason to try and pick up Russell Gage? Uh, understanding, again, Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones are going to probably see most of those targets.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think so. I wish Gurley would have been more active in the passing game. That was really interesting that he did not do much at all. But I think it's just because Hayden Hurst had such a lockdown coverage with uh, who's their guy, maybe Coleman. I don't know what the slot corner was there. But, I mean, Jamal Adams was playing Hayden Hurst too. They had really good coverage on Hayden Hurst. He really couldn't do much. And he had to help out blocking because sales pass rush was pretty solid. So I just think it was a down week for Hurst. And that's why Russell Gage was such a benefactor. But, no, it's unless Ridley or Jones go down, obviously you saw that Russell Gage is certainly viable. I just think this was kind of a situation of the game script again. They were chasing Mm -hmm. points pretty quickly. They didn't score at all in the third quarter, So, and Seattle scored twice in the third quarter, so they really had to play catch-up hard in that fourth quarter.
0: It was a pretty bad game. Red Zone barely showed it. Uh, I was sitting there with a Seahawks fan, and he was just like, I wonder what's happening. And we're like, don't worry. They won. It's not a big deal. We don't care. We want to see other games. So uh, let's move on to another game. We have the lowly, lowly Jets facing the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen broke his streak. He went for over three Hundred passing yards. It's surprising because I don't think he's actually ever done it in the NFL. Threw two touchdowns, also carried the ball 14 times for 57 yards and another touchdown. I mean, A, the Jets are really bad. Looks like Le'Veon Bell is hurt. He's going to be out for a couple weeks, but don't worry. He had six carries for 14 yards, also two (laughs) catches for 36. So he didn't do anything. And they still have the ageless wonder of Frank Gore there. Sam Darnold looked terrible. I think at one point his stat line was two of 11 or 3 of 13 for like 27 yards and pick or something, it was bad. So, uh, I mean, let's let's talk about Josh Allen. I know you were a fan of uh, Stephon Diggs as well. John Brown even got into the end zone. On this Buffalo side, I mean... Can Josh Allen do this every week? Or is this really just the Jets are that damn bad?
1: Yeah, throw him for 312. Uh, the model did love his over. I just couldn't pull the trigger. I was like, I don't know what to expect from love the Jets it. at all. Yeah, I was like, I'm not doing it. They could He could throw it 15 times and they could still win this game. I mean, the Jets did have some good comeback at, uh, there at the end. They yeah. showed some fight. They won the fourth quarter. So they won something. <laughs> they won the third quarter too. Look at that. They won the second half. Um, but yeah, the Buffalo kind of... I don't know. I can't believe Josh Allen threw it 46 times. That does not seem like this team's identity. I don't think they want to do that ever again, but I don't really have a lot of feeling on the Bills. We're going to see his split carries with Zach Moss and Singletary, so nothing from a season-long aspect. Moss looked, I don't know. I don't like it. He's not bad. going to get very, I know he scored on a receiving play. I don't see that happening often. He should be the goal back. I mean, that's what you expected drafting him. Like Singletary is going to have a role. You knew that. Diggs, John Brown, I don't think we have two big games out of them again together, but unless it's a shootout. Hey, they play the Jets again. They have to play the Jets again. That's true. So let's let's remember this next time. How's that sound? Yeah, I mean, Josh Allen alone will always be in a GPP or cash article because look at 14 carries that guy had. Again, it's probably like Cam Newton. I don't think we'll get 14 carries from Josh Allen, but he, he loves the run. He loves to get in the end zone. So he's always in play for GPPs, no matter what, or cash games too, really. He's pretty much just always in play for DFS because mm-hmm. he's always going to run. And the total of the game or whatever the game script you think is going to be, it doesn't really matter to him. They're just so unconventional. And then for the Jets, <laughs> Chris Herndon yeah. chalk week was funny. He actually had six catches, so he wow. he probably hit value. But Jameson Crowder, the only guy we talked about on the Jets, we said DraftKings, that's the guy you want to go to for sure if you're playing Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs stacks and Josh Allen John Brown stacks, which we all had to, to kind of hedge our bets on Seattle and Green Bay and Mitch Trubisky. But yeah, Crowder, exactly what you thought he is. 13 targets. Dude always gets targets, and usually that turns pretty well on a full point PPR like DraftKings. Yeah. And
0: obviously, he had that one long catch for 69 yards, and that's pretty much, it. and that touchdown, that's pretty much where all of his production came before that six catches for what's that like 45 yards whatever yeah, we'll take it. yeah it was it's, a fluke
1: touchdown too so it
0: was he should have been tackled like three times but hey man yeah. however he gets in i don't care and neither does the nfl we're gonna remember it as that one time he had a 69 yard touchdown so it is what it is but yeah this game nice. sucks we're glad yeah very nice uh glad <laughs> we didn't have to watch too much of this on red zone thankfully it was pretty much out of hand quickly as you said they did win the second half but it was I didn't really believe in the comeback still ended up losing <laughs> by 10 points. So it is what it is. But yeah, Josh Allen, I mean, they their running was terrible. 32 right. rushes for 98 yards and a touchdown, which was Josh Allen's touchdown. So he had three touchdowns on the day, but man, that's, that's some pretty bad running statistics. That's not something we want to
1: see ever really. And Sam Darnold bad. Um, yeah. Just fade bad. the Jets and survivor. I think that's your first nine weeks until he, they get double up matchups on a team. You didn't, you already picked just, go against the jets for a while that was still don't believe in the jaguars but we'll talk about that hey we'll get to the jags in a little (laughs) bit um another
0: game that you really liked and we had a pretty damn bad beat on uh sia and nick have been talking about the lions minus one and a half minus two minus two and a half it got up to minus three and they said you know Mm -hmm, what not me minus three what not me i was not on the and i was on the over Ah, okay, I hit? apologize, I apologize. Sia, Sia Najat, at Sia Najat, Bills fans, he's going to say some disparaging things about the Eagles and about the Bills the next time I get to talk to him, which is probably going to be Wednesday for a betting line show, but Sia was all about it, and honestly, it would have hit multiple times if somehow Mitch Trubisky didn't have this miraculous fourth quarter comeback in him, and if DeAndre Swift decided to oh catch gosh. a ball before looking to turn and run into the end zone, which he was
1: already in, so there was His literally no was reason... Turned. That's the easiest catch in the world is nope. if if you had it's it. yeah, it's a curl route and he was wide open. There was no one behind him. So it's like this. I don't know. I don't know what bad. he possibly thought. The safety was to his left. And I he had to have known that because before he turned, he would have saw him. Like that is the most catchable ball is when you're back when you're facing the quarterback. Like it wasn't looking over the shoulder and, and doing everything that receivers have made a living on and practice all the time. Like he's a running back, but he's a freak athlete He's been yeah. catching balls his whole life. Like I don't know what happened. Maybe it's the moment he got caught in the moment. I don't know. He was in the end zone too, but I think NCS defense. It was a great you, pick. Like, there were two incredible things had to happen, and they both had. taken this game with Galladay hurt, though. He, you That's know, he took it a while ago, expecting a very healthy Detroit Lions team. They should have won this game. I mean, they were up what twenty? They 23 scored twenty-three to six. Yeah, Bears scored going 20, into the fourth points, quarter. <laughs>
0: Twenty-one points in the fourth quarter. Mitchell <laughs> Trubisky, comeback
1: artist. Oh, that's awesome! And then I don't know how Stafford threw that pick. That was terrible. They yeah. that was the only thing he couldn't do and get a first down. The game's over. That like a lot went wrong. <laughs> and that it's that's just a bad beat for him. But in his defense, again, I don't think he would have laid that number with Galladay out. Yeah, and exactly. Hey, man, bad beats are what they are. It's unfortunate. We've been touting
0: it, and he almost won it again. He had to have a miraculous fourth quarter comeback by Mitchell Trubisky orchestrating. Three touchdown drives, and also have DeAndre Swift drop a literal breadbasket of a throw because that would have them with the extra point hit the minus three. So at worst, he would have pushed, but he would have won with the minus two and a half. So I think that part's pretty important uh, from this game. David Montgomery didn't think he was going to play. He did end up playing thirteen carries, sixty four yards. Doesn't look like he had too much in terms of the passing game. He had three targets, one catch for ten yards. We had Anthony three
1: targets Miller. is good for him though. That okay. that's pretty. That's, yeah, that's a good sign. That's what I was talking about all offseason. Is similar to Josh Jacobs. I think we see a lot more David Montgomery in the passing game. But you know, and he was hurt too. He only practiced yeah, one day exactly. this week. So even with that circumstance, I think he had a really solid game. He looked good when he was running the ball. They kind of just had to abandon the run. Mm-hmm. And, and just let um the number one overall pick, the guy they picked over Mahomes and Watson, maybe that's, that's what they saw is what maybe. was in the fourth quarter. <laughs> I don't know, man. He was so bad in those first three quarters, though. We no, it was, it was not good. Me and my yeah, buddies
0: just good. drinking a couple beers, laughing on the couch about how bad. And Josh Allen had some pretty horrendous throws, too. But we had the over on Anthony Miller's. Uh, 70, uh, what was it? 39 and a half. Didn't look like it was going to hit. He had one target, zero catches until that fourth quarter and then immediately got all of it. So we hit that. So we cashed
1: plus 132. Yep.
0: Cash some money there. I'm not angry about it. That was one of my favorite ones. Allen Robinson looked pretty good. Got nine targets. As you were been saying this entire off season, the dude, who else are they going to throw to? Apparently they'll throw a couple balls to Anthony Miller, but Allen Robinson is going to get almost all of those targets. And that's what I like to see. And so does my fantasy, my season long team and Jimmy Graham. Seven targets, ended up catching a touchdown. Uh, did that surprise you at all? I thought that was kind of weird. No, I didn't think Jimmy Graham was alive anymore.
1: They cannot cover safeties, and Jimmy Graham was in the GPP article for tight ends for a punt play. I love it. I love it there. And then on the Bears, or on the Lions side,
0: we said once Kenny Galladay went down, that increased a bunch of people. You did talk about Danny Amendola. You kind of, maybe you said it, I don't know, when we spoke about it, you, you refused to say play Danny Amendola, but you did say you can play him, I think. There's some semantics in there, but he ended up (laughs) with targets. Five receptions, 81 yards. Hawkinson ended up five receptions, 56 and a touchdown. Marvin Jones didn't get as much of a bump as we liked. And Quentin Cephas had the most targets on the Lions. Uh, Everybody, please stand up and raise your hand to tell us that you thought Quentin Sevis was going to have the most targets there. Anything else from this game? Uh, Do you think the Lions, just Kenny Galladay, I mean, I know it's a soft tissue injury, but if he doesn't come back, is there anyone worth throwing in a waiver
1: claim or looking to try and pick up over here on the Lions next week? I'm assuming most people's drafts, um, Hawkinson got drafted, but I think that's gonna be what you see a lot. He's gonna get a ton of red zone targets, you know five, six, seven targets a game in the passing game. but I uh, what I got out of this is I really did not like Detroit's defense at all. I know I don't like their corners, but you could run on these guys too. and that's I think I'm gonna start picking on that. I hope people look at this box score and when the next time the lines are in the main slate, I haven't looked at week two yet. And be like, oh, all right, we, you know, Trubisky has tore these guys up. We could do the same. The Bears should have never been down that bad. That and the Bears are running the ball very, very well. I like to attack Detroit with um, a running back. I'll see what week two is. We'll just see if, if I like the situation coming up. Oh, Green Bay? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. I so now not. people, this is perfect. Now yeah. people go chase Aaron Rodgers, but dude, Aaron Rodgers, we'll get to him was, in a second. I was going to say, I think we're still going to want to play him, but yeah, but yeah. it's Aaron Jones' week next week.
0: There you go. Aaron Jones week next week. And let's just go right to it. Your Green Bay Packers against the Minnesota Vikings. We spoke about it in the podcast. You spoke about it in the live stream. We have a live stream that goes out every Sunday, 11 a.m. Eastern Central Standard. I don't know. Eastern time, whatever. 11 a.m. on the part of the world that actually matters and is important. You can hit it there. Nick's going to be there. We had our buddy Ghost on there as well. I'm sure I'll, I'll make my debut eventually. See, you get on it. And we talked a lot about how this Vikings team, yes, they used to have a great defense. They don't have a good defense anymore. Almost their entire secondary is gone. So what did we do? We picked on Aaron Rodgers. We picked on Devontae Adams and we won a shitload of money. We had the over on Aaron Rodgers. And the best part was when you and I were talking about it, you said the model that last time it loved Aaron Rodgers this much. He threw for like 500 yards and four touchdowns. Yeah, the five four touchdowns. Study, It was five touchdowns. All right. You yeah. had the four touchdowns. You had to throw for over 350 yards. Uh, it was fantastic. The model hit it 100%. And I won a bunch of money, you won a bunch of money, and hopefully, all the Win daily family members that were listening won a bunch of money as mill So, uh, do you want to take a
1: victory lap? What would you like to do here? Uh, he was three percent owned. Uh, yeah, much, I mean, three percent owned. Yeah, no one played him. It was awesome, man. Every big GPP I was in, even like a the thousand dollar single entry, he was three percent owned. And Adams was super chalky, so that was good. Yeah. Like. I knew everybody in the industry was just like, all right, well, I'm playing Adams. I don't need anybody else because they don't have anybody else. Like, dude, they they still have some – it doesn't matter. You just need professional bodies out there because Minnesota secondary is that bad. Mm-hmm. And I still – I've said it all off season. I had Aaron Rodgers as QB eight or nine in season long when everybody else had him like 15, 16, 17. Aaron Rodgers is a man possessed right now, second year in this offense. Obviously, he's pissed off with the whole Jordan Love thing, so he's just going to go out and play, and that's what he does. He still like, he looks young. He's so mobile. That one, the first touchdown of Devontae oh Adams was God, disgusting. Dude. That was amazing. Disgusting. Just oh. right on the tile on. I mean, hell of a catch by Adams, but like he, Adams knew if he just turned his back for a second, that ball's going to be right there on the back shoulder. And sure as shit, it was Rogers looked amazing. I'm so proud that all of the work I put into the model and to do that back testing, to be like, all right, when is the last time we had this grade? What happened then? And man, this is like the second best game Rodgers has had in two years. And the one that was better was the one the matchup to or the 80 miles said was a better one. So that's awesome.
0: It love it we're gonna use this thing all season people aety make sure to hashtag it make sure to win some money with us uh on the aaron jones solid game 16 carries, 66 yards a touchdown they had a lot of carries spread out through around. it was a weird game green bay pretty much had it completely in hand and then for some reason the vikings woke up in the fourth quarter so i think that's another reason why aaron Rodgers ended up uh, throwing for an extra uh, touchdown or two yeah aaron jones. we needed that, that yeah for. i was totally fine with it um Devontae Adams, just, yeah, 14 for 156, two touchdowns. Marquez Van Valdez, Scantling, four for 96 in a touchdown, and then also dropped, I want to say, another touchdown. Um, Alan Lazard had a touchdown, four for 63. Uh, I mean, they were going everywhere, and they could not be stopped. 158 on the grounds, 364 in the air. In terms of Minnesota, Dalvin Cook looked okay. Alexander Madison, half the carries. Same amount of yards, so I don't know if that makes you happy. Dalvin Cook did have two touchdowns, and Kirk Cousins looked like dog shit. Uh, so, I don't know. Do you think this offense is going to be that bad, too? Is, is Green Bay's defense that good? What was going on there?
1: Oh, man, I just think if Minnesota's got a really good run scheme, and, and you kind of see it there, the team averaged, well, I'm not going to count Kirk Cousins, but it was six and, yeah. 6.1 a carry, and this is what's cool, too, is all offseason. I said Alexander Madison is not just a handcuff. He is going to get a big role. So it doesn't worry me for all the people that have Dalvin Cook shares out there. It's Madison's going to get playing time because he did a lot with it. Four targets. He had four catches yep. for 30 yards. He had six carries for 50 yards. It took Dalvin Cook 12 carries to get to 50 yards. Maybe the defense kind of lays off mm-hmm. a little bit when yeah. they see Dalvin go out. But – Madison, it's just this system, is really good. Uh, obviously, I'm not saying ever fade Dalvin Cook. or. Tra- I mean, if you could try to trade him now with the two touchdowns, I think kind of juicing his fantasy value, I think I would severely look at that. It all depends on what you get in return because you're going to want an RB1 in return unless you just stockpiled a bunch of them. Or maybe you had Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines, and now with Marlon Mack out, you kind of expect a lot more out of Jonathan Taylor, and you could afford to lose a guy like Cook I think if you got Cook, just maybe see what's out there. See if you could shop him, sell him high, just because I do think this is going to be a split backfield, probably 60-40 in favor of Cook. But we drafted Delvin Cook thinking it was going to be a 70%, you know, 75% carry guy. I don't think we're going to see that this year. So that's my only worry. But no, I mean, Green Bay just came out, out mm-hmm. of a cannon, and they kind of had to abandon the run rather quickly when they were chasing 20 points, I think, at one time in the second quarter. So yeah. Yeah, what I can think- you do?
0: I think they're going to run the ball a little bit more. I mean, Dalvin Cook still got those two touchdowns, so we're not angry about it. But yeah, Madison looked great. He had that one real long run at like the end of the half, which they thought they were just going to run the clock out. Then they ended up uh, getting some chunk yards and having Kirk Cousins throw the ball a little bit more. But overall, the 80 model did us well, Um, and so did Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and even Aaron Jones. Really not too bad. He got that nice touchdown towards the end too. So let us move on. Um, Another great game, which I found absolutely hysterical, the Eagles. Losing to the Washington Football Club, twenty-seven to seventeen. The Eagles had a seventeen to zero lead. Uh, they coughed that up quickly. Carson Wentz looked terrible. He had eight sacks. Uh, I don't <laughs> believe in QBR, but it's really funny when his QBR, Carson Wentz is, is fourteen, and Dwayne Haskins Jr. is forty-five. That that should tell you something right there. Um, it was a weird game. Everybody was on Boston Scott, obviously, with uh, Miles Sanders being ruled out. He then actually ends up getting hurt, which kind of stinks. He leaves, goes to the locker room, so we'll see if we get any information there. It does look like Miles Sanders does have the opportunity to play this week, but we will see what happens. All around, just a complete shit show on the Eagles' side. That offensive line was terrible. They ended up losing another offensive lineman during the game. But my goodness, Dallas Goddard. Nine targets, eight receptions, 101 yards, had the touchdown. Everyone thought it was going to be Zach Ertz. He ended up getting seven targets, only catching three of them. I'm pretty much all three of them were very quick in the game, it seemed like. One of those for a touchdown, three for 18. Jalen Rager had one good catch uh, for 45, or I'm sorry, 55. Deshaun Jackson, two for 46. Uh, on the Washington Football Club side, Dwayne Haskins looked bad, but they ended up winning, so who cares? The offense didn't look too great at all. Antonio Gibson, 36 yards. Yikes. Uh, Peyton Barber got the two touchdowns, but my goodness, 17 for 29 that is a stat line right there nothing in terms of receiving really Logan Thomas um Virginia Tech quarterback legend Logan Thomas has the end up having having the touchdown um are we riding with the Washington Football Club defense moving forward cuz man Chase Young and that team they look insanely good or was uh, it just the Eagles offensive line was that bad
1: yeah it was the offensive line i mean don't get me wrong this Front seven for Washington is probably top ten in the league, if not better than that. I think Sia has him ranked a lot higher. I think he's got him in the top five, and, man, they they definitely showed out. I'm uh, really proud of all of our fades in GPP for Boston Scott. We said we'll play him in cash. That is it on the live stream, and it looked like everybody listened. You didn't need him. We did go a little heavier on Gibson. He looked all right. It just seems like they gave him one goal line carry. He didn't get in, and that was it. They're like, all right, well, this is a veteran's job, apparently, to do with Peyton Barber. Um, I kind of got a little discouraged that they took him out of that role, but they're going to work with him. He's a versatile player. Uh, look pretty good out there. Um, other than that, I don't know. This well, game was kind of, of last
0: point. Bryce Love was just named inactive, was not on the injury sheet, didn't seem like anything was wrong. So anybody like myself who might have picked him up pretty late in a draft doesn't seem like he's
1: going to get too much run this year unless there's an injury. Sorry, Nick. Hey, well, that's all right. That's what you do at the end of the draft. You he's- you fish for upside. If it doesn't work out, you cut him loose and get somebody else.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Doesn't um, hurt so- you. Are you going to look at Peyton Barber? Or are you going to look at Jacob no, McKinsey? No, no, uh, no. no, okay. no. Just one, just out of curiosity.
0: Antonio uh, Gibson still seems to be the guy. Carson Wentz, again, terrible game. Two fumbles, lost one, uh, had two picks. It was bad all around. Uh, Riverboat Ron, for some reason, instead of just kicking the field goal to go up 10, decided he needed to, or go up, well, I don't remember what it was, to so go up by a certain number, um, and decided to go for the touchdown instead, which I thought was awesome. Uh, but, hey, whatever works. The Eagles lost. I'm happy. Uh, the Giants are probably losing already as we record at 7 o'clock on Monday. So, won't really have too much to worry about there. But we'll see what happens. Uh, in terms of fantasy, this game kind of sucks. So, we can just kind of hop on. Shout out to that defense. Let's move over to this game. You really like this game. And it ended up hitting pretty well. Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders, 34. The Carolina Panthers, 30. Derek Carr, 239. And a touchdown not much to write home about there but Josh Jacobs 25 carries 93 yards 3 touchdowns also had four receptions for 46 yards dude was an absolute animal absolutely outplayed Christian McCaffrey considering he had more yards um he had three less rushing yards he had more receiving yards and obviously had those two touchdowns which was great or three touchdowns Christian's two Christian McCaffrey's two the 80 model love Josh Jacobs we love Josh Jacobs cuz he made us money talk to me a little bit about this game man
1: yeah um look at that Three down back, Josh Jacobs, passing work, baby. I love that. But man, they gave him twenty-five carries. Obviously, this was the nuts matchup against Carolina's run defense. Everybody knew it. It's not science that or any, you know, rocket science, anything like that. They were ranked 32 in run DVOA last year and they only got worse in the offseason. So you don't have to get cute sometimes, like Josh Jacobs is so cheap last week too he needs to be close to 9k if he's getting 25 carries and involved in the passing game he was 68k this week so that was awesome it was cool to see rugs he looked really explosive then he got hurt I think he came back we were talking about but interesting to see what happens there Brian Edwards we didn't see much of him I know a lot of people talked him up we were more on rugs but really weren't on this passing game for Derek Carr just because we had so much interest in Jacobs on the other side though I did not have any shares of Robbie Anderson. I would have never played him, no matter what. I was very high on DJ Moore, and that I did really well. I, I think I doubled my money on DraftKings this weekend, but I was cruising early, and then DJ Moore just didn't do anything. I needed him. He was very low-owned. I think he was like 6 or 7%. And he just didn't do much. He had nine targets. He dropped that touchdown, unless you kind of want to. It was good to contest defense, but a guy like DJ Moore you'd think comes up with that ball. I mean, Bridgewater didn't look too bad. He's yeah, he really didn't. No, so he's, he's a game manager for sure, but he's, he's a viable passer. It's easy to pass on Las Vegas, so we talked about that too with Trayvon Mullen out there in the secondary. is not good, but it was just awesome to see Josh Jacobs in the model hit there. I mean, everybody had him too, so it's not like that was anything revolutionary, but Josh Jacobs was our number one play, and he was the number one play out there yesterday, so you yep, love that. The most fantasy points
0: um, around in standard leagues. I think he was only, you know, top three in PPR. Um, we'll get to some of those. Guys. Obviously, Devontae Adams went off. Uh, we'll get to uh, DeAndre Hopkins in a little bit. So, fun game. Raiders almost coughed it up, ended up winning in the end, which I'm grateful for. A good, a good buddy of mine is a big Raiders fan, so I'm always rooting for them. Let's go to Minshew Magic, baby. The Colts, eight and a half point favorites over the Jaguars, end up losing by seven uh, they did not punt in this game. Really, really awesome statistic. The Colts did not punt a single time and still end up losing this game, which I just think is absolutely hysterical. Yeah. So uh, Philip Rivers throws a couple picks. They they don't get it on a fourth down. Uh, at The goal line didn't look great. Jacoby Brissett came in for one play for some reason and got sacked, which was very confusing. You told me no shot that the uh, Carolina, or Carolina, hello, the Indianapolis Colts lose. I told you Gardner Minshew my boy showed out today uh 19 of 20 173 so nothing crazy there three touchdowns couple sacks obviously but some of them it's because his team's not very good let's start with the positives 19 of 20 you don't do that by mistake and last year it's not like he was he was doing you know it's not like he was 12 of 20 he's not like he has a Carson Wentz or a Josh Rosen style and anything. he was relatively relatively accurate I mean I don't think he's gonna go 19 of 20 every week but is there any reason to maybe throw in a waiver claim on him in your fantasy, your home league? Uh, if if you see something like that, especially against a defense that we really like in the Colts,
1: it would depend what your offense is. Like, what are the odds your quarterback is worse than Gardner Minshew? I'd say, slim like than not. A none. backup
0: quarterback, maybe? Yeah,
1: yeah I, I don't know. I mean, they're going to be playing catch up a lot. So he's going to be throwing a lot. It's amazing to me he only had 20 attempts in a game where they were named a half point dog, but Phillip Rivers threw it 46 times. Mm-hmm. 363 yards. Phillip Rivers was my uh, pump play of the year for a season-long quarterback, too, by the way. But I was just disappointed to see Marlon Mack get hurt because we had him in a lot of our lineups, and he was dominating. That was my favorite prop play on the board over the 45 or whatever, 52 yards, whatever, something incredibly low. He was averaging 6'5 a carry, and he was getting it done in the passing game. But I don't know. It's uh, Naeem Hines, man. He's got a really good role in this offense. Phillip Rivers is a king of checking down. We know that. He loves the tight end. He loves the short routes there with the running back and the tight end. So Naeem Hines, really good pickup, especially in PPR leagues. Jonathan Taylor should get a boosted role, too, but he was catching every pass he got. So you got to love Jonathan Taylor if you got his shares now with Mac out because the path to playing time is there right now. Yeah, I think Frank
0: Reich actually came out today, Monday, and said, hey, I I mean, Jonathan Taylor is our starting running back moving forward, what the hell are we supposed to do? But uh, just kind of looking at the shares, Naheem Naheem, Naheem Hines, seven carries, 28 yards, he got that touchdown. He vultured a couple of them. Uh, Marlon Mack, four for 26, obviously. He was well on his way to crush that prop, which we were excited for. Jonathan Taylor ended up with nine carries, 22 yards, but he also had six catches for 67 yards, uh, Naheem Hines had eight catches for 45 and a touchdown. So it seems like they're both going to be on the field a lot. Hines just seems like an Eckler. I mean, I don't think he's, you know, 2.0 or anything, but he seems like the guy that Philip Rivers is cool with throwing him the ball eight to 10 to a hundred times a game. It looks like, so we'll see what happens there on the, uh, a couple other things that were interesting. Paris Campbell really showed out. I thought that was interesting. Um, Rascal Pascal, only two catches for 18 yards. T Y Hilton four for 53. I mean, if Paris Campbell is available in your league, uh, maybe I wouldn't put my number one claim on him, but I definitely yeah. would look into that. Um, on the Jaguar side, James Robinson looked good. Uh, ISU Redbird, great baby. Yeah, right. Undrafted <laughs> rookie running back out of uh, yeah Illinois State. If I'm not Illinois yes, State, sir. Yep. that's my F- alma mater. Yes.
1: Oh, is it's it really? the uh, yeah, it's a Harvard of the Midwest. I say. I oh, think. I think that's what the hell say. Yes. Yeah, so how man. how did I not know that? I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> he you, looked good, man. He looked, looked,
0: good. looked good. I was surprised. So. so. We'll see. And LaVisca Chenault had a really great catch
1: too. And Keelan Cole, I didn't know he was still on the Jaguars. So a yeah, bunch of touchdowns. Yeah, Chark, man? I love DJ Chark. That's one, I, one of the few I got wrong. We did hit the under on T.Y. Hilton. I think it was 55 and a half yards. He finished with 53. Sweating that one out. But, man, uh, Chark only had three targets. I don't get it. I thought this was a smash spot for him. He did score that touchdown, so he savored some of our lineups that had him. But it was just if he has a big game well i think all of our screenshots that we've been sharing the last couple of days get even better so mm-hmm. that's a sick thing but we're on to something we're doing really well it's a great start it's great to see week one wins start the mm-hmm. start the year with a uh, maybe a quick withdrawal if you got some big big money to put it back in your pocket and keep your bankroll rolling that's um, well but really yeah she looks really solid i, I think he's worth a look. I'm sure he got drafted. There's a lot of hype on him, but if he's a free agent, if you got a deep league, he's definitely going to be in play here soon. And James Robinson, absolutely. But again, this is just a weird game script. I don't expect much from Jacksonville moving forward. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's look at this. Phillip Rivers threw the ball 46 times and the
0: Indianapolis Colts ran the ball 22 The Jaguars threw the ball 20 and ran the ball 23. So they literally had 43 plays. It's pretty difficult. Yes, Chark didn't hit. I mean, he had that touchdown, which is great. But I'm assuming, as we've been saying, they're going to be playing from a lot further behind moving forward. And they're really going to have to hit. You know, Gardner is going to have to throw the ball 35 times. I think, obviously, those targets are going to go up. So very crazy game. My cousin, Justin, best friend, uh, best man at my wedding. We uh, we all root for him every time because the Jags are so sad, but it was nice to see him get a win. So let's move on. Uh, and I think we can do this one pretty quick. The Browns suck six. Uh, the Ravens are really good. 38. This game was kind of a joke and it was kind of a joke quickly. Our, our boy rapper Griffin, the third, if you haven't listened to an interview, go check it out. He's an incredible human being, whether you like him on the football field or not, highly, highly suggest it. C and Jason did a great job with that. And he actually is like, Sia's favorite, like NFL player ever, which I think is just adorable. And fantastic. <laughs> so it was a really cool interview, but, Baker looked like dog shit. Um, The run game for the Browns didn't look great. I think Hunt and Chubb both had fumbles. Not a good look. Uh, uh, Odell had 10 targets, only caught three balls for 22 yards. Not great. And Joku catches the touchdown. He's now sprained MCL, I think. So he's on the IR for at least three games. Before we get to the good part
1: in the Ravens, this Browns offense, I thought this was supposed to be good, man. What's going on? I mean, Chubb averaged five and a half a carry or six yards a carry, and Cream Hunt five and a half. They can run, that's for sure. It's just game script uh, they could not stop Baltimore. I don't know who is going to stop Baltimore. It, them in Kansas City again will be such a fun game if we can get that. Yes. Um, but that—that's I. W- I'm so mad that Cleveland's not on the main slate this week because I would buy all of the Nick Chubb I possibly can against Cincinnati a team that we just saw Josh Kelly kind of tear up anytime he ran the ball. I know Eckler didn't really do that much on the ground and he's not built that way. I don't know why they ever thought they'd get a three down running back out of Austin Eckler. We'll get into that game too, but I would love to roster all the Nick Chubb this week. I may play the whole week slate just to get him. Uh, It all depends on his ownership, but if he's going to go under the radar, he's going to smash Cincinnati on Thursday But it it was just a a bad game for this team. I think this offense bounces back, but they were playing arguably the best team in the NFL, especially the best defense. Man, Baltimore's defense looked so good. So good. So I'm glad they covered. That was my bet of one of the the bets of the week. So that was awesome. Good to see. But I I thought this would have been more of a back and forth game a little bit just because, you know, division rivals. Uh, it' kind of lame, but I just thought the Browns was score more so good, once, man. I yeah, just thought the Browns would score more than once, you'd think. I mean,
0: Baker looks bad twenty one of thirty nine. and I mean a lot of that's in the second half where they're probably not pressing as much on those wide receivers. He looked very inaccurate. Uh, starting to lose faith. I was so, so, so excited for him, starting to lose a little bit of faith, but we'll see. it's one game. Let's not get too ahead of ourselves, but Lamar Jackson did look great uh 275 three touchdowns seven carries 45 yards one of them made me feel really uncomfortable because he got hit pretty damn hard so again let's chill out man man. i want to see you play an entire season you did it last year doesn't mean you have to do it this year in terms of the running game now maybe it was because they were getting blown out and we'll see but mark ingram 10 carries jk dobbins seven carries he had the two touchdowns gus gus bus ruckers legend gus edwards Four carries for 17 yards. I mean, considering they ran the ball 30 times for 107, really not that impressive. Uh considering what they did last year. I don't know. Maybe the Browns were keyed in on it. I don't know what happened, but JK Dobbins gets the two touchdowns. Mark Ingram gets the most carries moving forward. How do you kind of see this backfield shaking out? Does is it going to be a relative 50, 50 split, you think, between I think Mark Ingram so. and JK Dobbins?
1: Yeah, I do. I think it's going to be a 50-50 split for a while, but obviously this team wants to use Dobbins. Yes. And he, he looked pretty good. Uh, it's just a, It was a tough run defense, too, for Cleveland. They looked all right. But they just couldn't stop Lamar Jackson and Mark yeah. Andrews and Hollywood Brown just speed and size killed them. But the run didn't seem to give him too much issues at all. Even Lamar Jackson, he only had 45 yards rushing. I'd say anything. Anytime you keep him under 50, he also didn't need to run. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The score, but... It was quick. Anytime you keep him under 50, I'd say you did something right. But good to see Robert Griffin, the third, get in there, too. One for yep. one, nine yards. Look at that. Um, but yeah, the, the, That's cool. <laughs> the Ingram and Dobbins situation, I just want no part of it in season long. I think Dobbins is probably the the upside guy later on. But Mark Ingram's not going anywhere anytime soon. Exactly.
0: Yeah. I think they're going to, they're going to ride them both. Mark Ingram's probably out by the end of this year, but he is on a super team friendly contract. So he might actually end up going the next two years. So we'll see what happens. Baltimore receiving, uh, Hollywood Brown, six targets. He had a tie for the most with Mark Andrews, six targets, five receptions, 101 long 47. Willie Snead comes down with a touchdown four targets, 64 yards, uh, with four catches, Mark Andrews, again, six targets, five catches, 58, two touchdowns, miles Boykin, three for 37, four targets. I mean, it looks interesting. Is Willie Sneed, I mean, I don't think he's owned in too, too many leagues. Are you just going to try and get a piece of this offense if you don't have it already, potentially?
1: No, I think it it goes through Lamar. It goes through the running game. It goes through Hollywood and then Mark Andrews. I think Mark Andrews is by far the biggest asset on this offense. That's not named Lamar Jackson. Yeah, it's just some circumstances with Willie Sneed, I definitely wouldn't roster him. You don't want the number three wide receiver yeah. or pass catcher, let's call it, um, in a run-first offense. Just I like that. No, yes. no need to get that cute, yeah. I completely agree. Um, So let's move on to some of these
0: four o'clock games. We'll start with uh, the Joe Burrow Bengals and the, uh, I guess, Austin Eckler chargers, not a very fun game, kind of crappy. I was really hoping Joe Burrow would pull it out. Yes. I agree with you. I think AJ green did pull off, but come on, man, just give me the touchdown. I don't care. Uh, Randy Bullock, little chubby. Definitely you know, a <laughs> little the hurt there, whatever the hell that was. So, unfortunately, the uh Bengals could not tie, they end up losing uh, off a last second field goal. Unfortunately, they couldn't hit it. Um, in terms of let's start with the Chargers, you already talked about Josh Kelly, 12 carries. 60 yards long of 26 he also got the touchdown justin jackson i think got hurt during the game which you know just let kelly jump right in um austin eckler 19 carries i think we were talking about on the podcast you've never seen him get more than 15 in a game so they gave him more carries but let's get real weird he didn't have a single target or no he i'm sorry he had one target for one reception and three yards where last year that was his bread and butter i think he in a game against me last year had like 15 catches or something stupid like that are you worried? Was that just some weird happenstance?
1: And um, are you going after Josh Kelly in any of these leagues? Yeah, I'll definitely. I drafted Josh Kelly in most of my drafts, like in the last round. That's my kind of my darling there. But. Eckler's going to have a big time role for yeah, sure. Don't get so. me wrong. He's still the RB one on the team. but I think Kelly starts to work himself in a lot more. He certainly earned it and you could run on Cincinnati guys. Uh, like I said, Thursday, Nick Chubb is going to have a big day. Maybe if you've got Dalvin cook, flip him for Nick Chubb and uh, maybe you can get one more player with Nick Chubb. If, if the guys just, you know, fantasy owners react pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. They're like, Oh no, Nick Chubb's going to have a bad year. What do I do with Nick Chubb? Like, dude, it's one game and against yeah. the best defense in the NFL. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't – maybe it's a, a factor of Tyrod not really being a, a check down type of guy because he doesn't really stay in the pocket or he didn't at all on mm-hmm. Sunday. But I, they'll figure something out. They're going to watch this film and be like, hey, Eckler was kind of a non-factor in the – what did he do last year that smashed everybody? We got him out wide and let him go. So, they'll, they'll figure that out. They're a smart team. Pretty much the same staff there too this year. They're, they're not going to let Austin Eckler go to waste. So, there's definitely value with him. If you, Obviously, he got – Twenty touches. Mm-hmm. So if you drafted them, you got to feel happy about that. But Josh Kelly's definitely going to have a role. He's one of my favorite waiver wire pickups this week. Yeah, I actually uh I don't remember who
0: I had. I think once Bryce Love was announced inactive, I dropped him and picked up Josh Kelly. Uh, I think at like twelve fifty on Sunday. So looking pretty damn smart right now. We'll see what happens when that looks like moving forward. Uh, a couple of things of note from the Chargers side of things: Hunter Henry, eight targets. Five receptions, 73 yards. We'd like to see that. Mike Williams might be the greatest wide like receiver. You yep. might be the greatest wide receiver at catching the ball and then not getting his feet in the back in bounds, but just making these acrobatic, incredible catches. I think he had like three of them where he comes down with the ball and only gets one foot in. You're like, shit, man, that was so sweet. But he surprised me. Uh, I thought he was going to go for like two for 80. He actually ended up getting a bunch of targets looks like he got nine targets four for 69 not a bad day keenan allen got eight targets so we know who's uh, getting getting a lot of those targets henry williams and allen's keenan allen didn't do too much four for 37 talk to me about these wide receivers and you know are we excited about tyrod i mean he's throwing the ball in a close game through 30 times so that's something
1: yeah what sucks is his prop was the stupidest line out there Mm -hmm. i projected i think 31 pass attempts Got that. And he smashes the over the dude threw for 50% completion rate. That's just that's a bad beat because I also had the yeah. derivative on Keenan Allen too, getting 50 yards and five catches. I think I had both because Tyrod's line was just so bad. I'm I'm happy about that. Um, obviously, it wasn't a winning ticket, but it was the right play. The model was right. You just can't be that bad um but mike williams he had to lead this slate in air yards right like every single play it seemed like they were just bombing him the ball Mm -hmm. he's going to be a dfs smash play in the right matchups who does he got this week let's see here we're looking for lac oh kansas city yes it's a sun is it the sunday night game oh it's a late day hammer let's go that's gonna be fun i'm gonna have a lot of mike williams i think he is gonna have a big day especially if they're playing catch up against kansas city yeah my i love mike williams get him in fantasy too if you can he's gonna be more like the tyree kill type the ups and downs he's gonna have a 30 point game he's gonna have a six point game Mm -hmm. it's gonna be very annoying to roster him in season long but there's gonna be some games in dfs where he just goes absolutely nuts because tyrod's deep all is pretty good
0: yeah, it's surprisingly good. So uh had some fun watching that game. Poor Randy Bullock again. Let's go over to the Bengals side of things. Just of note, Joe Burrow, 23 of 36 for 139. Uh, he got sacked a bunch three times for 20 yards. Granted, I mean, you compare anyone to Carson Wentz's sack line, it's really not that bad. Uh, he did get gobbled up a couple times. It looked like it looked uncomfortable. So didn't have a great game. Uh, but again, you're not going to go up against Jerry Tillery, Mel- uh, Melvin Ingram, and uh, or Mark Melvin Ingram? Right. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. in Ingram, sir. yeah, And uh Joey Bosa every week. So I think he uh, he's going to get a lot easier. You were on it. You love Joe Mixon all year. But you said this is probably not the spot for him. 19 carries, 69 yards. Uh, he had nice. one catch for two yards. Didn't really do too much Joe Mixon. So not angry about it, I guess. Uh, AJ Green, though, nine targets. That surprised the heck out of me. He had that target at the end of the game. Yes, he did push off. I don't want them to call it, but I understand why they did would have had the game winning touchdown. It is what it is. Anything from
1: the Bengals side of things that you either yeah. liked or, or worried about? Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, I guess I'm just the Joe Mixon whisper. I did say <laughs> it was a fade this week. We'll get him in the right matchups. This wasn't it. Um Joe Burrow was fun to watch, man. He is so yeah. calm in the pocket. Like he did not look like a rookie. He obviously didn't have that good of a game, but this is a pretty solid defense he was playing against, and he almost gave him a chance to he did give him a chance to win. Uh, rushing touchdown, I think. What did he have? Eight carries. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. You're not getting that with a lot of uh, quarterbacks that were drafted in like round 12, 13, 14 in your season long draft. So Burrow's definitely got some upside. AJ Green looked healthy. That's really good for mm-hmm. Joe Burrow. Tyler Boyd, he had a really tough matchup. I think uh, my boy Chris Harris was covering him most yeah, of the day. Yep. So. That's tough. I mean, he had five targets, so it's not anything like we're used to seeing. But A.J. Green, man, he may be a wide receiver one. That's a big upside play late in most of your guys' drafts or mid-round, I guess, let's Mm -hmm. call it. But yeah, I'll be interested to see what this team does moving forward, but they're gonna get pounded on Thursday by Cleveland.
0: Yeah, it's uh it's not gonna be great. I am I'm excited. I want to see Joe Burrow do good because he is just so freaking cool, man. I love it. Um, but it is what it is. Let's move on. No, you know what? We'll we'll save the Bucks Saints game. Uh let, let's go to this Cardinals 49ers game. You hammered the 49ers, you were all about it. Yes, I'm pretty sure we hit the over on Mostert's rushing yards only by like a couple it looks like but i think we hit the over there jimmy garoppolo didn't look too bad kyler murray was incredible he uh 26 for 40 230 touchdown and interception his stat line for rushing doesn't look as good as it was uh 13 carries for 91 yards and a touchdown but in reality it was 11 for 100 he had those two kneel downs because they go out of the shotgun he ends up losing nine yards so anybody that has the 100 point bonus for rushing my goodness i saw it in one of them in my home league, I watched it happen. Uh, you get those extra couple points. That first kneel down, they all come off. Hands uh, up losing an entire point because he kneeled for like nine yards. So that's pretty oh, unfortunate. That's so true. lost a lot there. But um, the 49ers, I don't know what the hell was going on. Uh, Kyle I mean, Murray was scrambling, and DeAndre Hopkins is a man on fire, and I love watching him play. But what the hell happened here,
1: dude? I'm going to take a lose lap. I'm going to take a lap, not a victory lap. I'm just going to start running because DeAndre Hopkins, I would have never thought he got that workload. 16 targets. Yeah.
0: Insane.
1: I never thought he'd get that type of workload in a five-wide offense that they usually run, but Kyler was a stud, man. That touchdown run he had was amazing. Mm -hmm. That was awesome. I did bet Arizona once I saw because I had a big bet on San Fran, and then when Debo was officially ruled out and Auk was ruled out, and then they said Tevin Coleman was likely not to play today. I was like, all right, this is just too much to mess with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can definitely, like I said, you could still run all over Arizona. San Fran did it, uh, 123 rushing yards, I think, right on the button yeah, there. Twenty-five. Right? But yeah. What the hell happened to San Fran's defense? I don't know.
0: I I think that's the Kyler Murray effect, man. Eleven carries for 100 yards. I mean, that's very yeah, clear. That I away, I mean, those weren't good, I guess, right? a lot of the those box, were scrambles. That yeah. that uh, touchdown run. I mean, it was cool. I saw on Twitter today, kind of some of the speed up and slow downs of what he was able to do. The dude is dynamic for one of the most overused words in sports media, but he is incredible (laughs) and so much fun to watch. He is just so, so, so much fun. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I think he had a great game, especially against this defense. I still think this defense is one of the best, if not the best in the league. So we'll see what happens. Raheem Mostert, incredible 15 for 56 on the ground, nothing crazy, but four for 95. And he had that long 76 yard touchdown, still had five targets, Greg Kittle, watch out, uh, does say, I just got a notification. He has a sprained uh, knee. Doesn't look great. We all saw that play if you were paying attention. So
1: a little worrisome.
0: I think he's going to be okay, but a little worrisome. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah, knee sprain. You so, should have just seen this catch by Chase Claypool. Holy smokes. All right. Well, with the Giants are going to lose. It doesn't really matter. So whatever. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, eh, well, we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, is about George I said to play Chase Claypool in the Monday showdown throwdown on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports oh. Radio Man. So just throwing that out there. But yeah, pretty good. Uh DeAndre happens incredible. Uh uh-huh. I mean, 14 for one, fifty one, no touchdowns, but whatever, man. Chase Edmonds looked great too. Uh how do you feel about that split back? Chase Edmonds, Kenyon Drake. I know Sia was super high on Drake this year. He did get sixteen carries, so he obviously had more carries. He had sixty yards in that touchdown, but I don't know. I think a little bit bigger of a role for Chase
1: Edmonds than we thought, right? Oh, I I thought it'd be a split. I didn't okay. think it'd be anywhere. I think it's going to be close to the 60, 40, pretty similar to who are we talking about about that earlier? Oh, uh, um, with Cook, you know, uh, Cook and Madison. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think it's going to be something like that. Obviously, Cook's going to get a little more run than what we saw on Sunday, but. I don't know. I mean, Kyler Murray's def- or Kenny Drake's definitely the best running back on this, but it's just a really good system. So if you have Kenyon Drake, I think you have to get Edmonds as a handcuff, but they're both going to be involved every single week. It's just, yep. it's what makes this offense run because they're both a threat out there. The offense doesn't change when one comes in and one goes out, like they're both capable of doing the exact same thing. So that's pretty good for a team, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. I'm excited for it. Kyler Murray threw the ball 40 times, 26 of 40. So not the best, but there were some throwaways in there. Jimmy Garoppolo looked Okay. 19-33, to 33, 259, two touchdowns. Most of that came on the one pass to Raheem Mostert where he was able to break it. So 76 and a touchdown came on one of those. Outside of that, 49ers didn't look that great. I don't know, weird, I guess. Yeah, maybe yeah, we'll chalk it up weird. to their number one and number two receivers being down. Never a great spot to be, but... We'll see, man. And uh, just just a little shout out, Jarek McKinnon. I think I think they showed the graphic forever. He was out for like 900 days between games. Cool that he got that touchdown. I think that's kind of nice. Comes It's a couple rushes, couple catches. It's kind of nice to see if he gets back into the mix there uh, for San Francisco. So that was a fun game. Really awesome to see the Cardinals pull that out. It was a lot of fun. Let's move on to the Tampa Brady's. And the Saints. Um, this game, while it says twenty-three to thirty-four, Alvin Kamara, I think, scored, uh, and I'm sure a lot of fantasy owners out there believe he scored too. With what two, oh, or three uh, seconds left on the clock, uh, so that would have been pretty damn nice. But thank God he crazy. didn't it no? saved me okay.
1: thousands. Yeah, that thousands. was a when it I like counted. That. When it counted as a thing, I went down like four K in profit. I was like, oh no, don't do that. And then they pulled it back. And say, all right, but you know what's hilarious and terrible? We owe this guy a beer if we ever meet him one day. Ooh. I don't even know his username anymore. The millionaire maker was decided on that play.
0: Oh yeah. That's oh,
1: yeah, that gotta be so tough. That does suck. I'd buy that guy a beer. I would absolutely buy that
0: guy a beer. So just um, looking at it here, Tom Brady didn't look that great. Uh, I think it was funny. Bruce Arians came out and said both the interceptions were on him. And then I think he walked that back a little bit today. Said the one <laughs> was on Mike Evans. I don't know why he walked that back. I'll be very honest. I don't remember the exact play, but Mike Evans was active. Didn't do shit uh, Two, four targets, one catch for two yards. He did have the touchdown. I guess if you're looking for just seven points out of one of the best wide receivers, Rob Gakowski barely felt like I saw him on the field. Leonard Fournette obviously just came over to the team. So anybody that played him jokes on you, Ronald Jones, I mean, he got 17 carries, but he didn't do much with it. Only 66 yards. That was kind of sad. OJ Howard, um, had the touchdown. So if anybody had him in the, uh, the tight end market uh, i think that's the only one chris Godwin, six for 79 targets were spread out relatively uh, good i guess tom brady had the second most rushing yards which is never a good thing he also had the touchdown as well on the tampa bay side um chalking this up to first game chalking this up to weird stuff going on i mean how do you feel do you think that i mean the saints defense is good so i think yeah. that has something to do with it but they didn't look they look like shit man
1: I was going to go with uh, well, first game, but Saints defense is no joke. I mean, it, it was impressive that Tampa Bay stayed in as long as they did. I thought it was starting to become a blowout potential, especially when they got Kamara really going in the mm-hmm. the passing game, and then Taysom Hill he was effective too. I hate watching that dude take snaps away from Drew Brees, but it works. Like they're a very dynamic team. Another overused word, like you said, but. I was surprised how bad Alvin Kamara was running the ball, but we know yeah. how good Tampa Bay's run defense is. I think they were number one in the NFL in run D last year for DVOA. So it's a really tough matchup. You don't want to take running backs against Tampa Bay unless they have a role like Kamara does in the passing game. But oh, Michael Thomas, man, for yeah. anybody that played cash games, I know we pivoted uh, Devontae Adams with the savings too. Like that was our go-to. I've never seen him have such a bad box score. I mean, t- tip of the cap to Tampa Bay, but – tip of the captain new Orleans to so winning without having their x-factor a part of that yeah. game yeah i thought that was weird he ended up
0: uh, spraining his ankle way towards the end of the game though so that definitely wasn't a factor i don't know what it would do I, I don't know if you watch this game if you rewound the tape to see what happened what was going on were
1: they just covering him that well did they yeah, just have I mean, a perfect game plan for it the corners are good jamel dean had a really solid game too i think he's going to be a really good player it was just, I think their game plan was like, this guy's not beating us. Mm-hmm. Somebody else has to. And they and found they a did. way to get it done. Obviously, the pick six three through really changed the game, too. So, yeah, it was a fun game to watch. I'm glad <laughs> we, we faded it at Wind daily for the most part. I don't think anybody really played any of these guys. We had a little bit of Camaro, but that was it. So, it was really good to see. We had Drew, Drew Brees under on that passing. He went well under. So, really what we said is we just want to watch this game. Hopefully, it doesn't kill our lineups. and. Both of those happened. It did not kill our lineup. and It was a fun game to watch. So there we go. There we go. That's what we like to see in the last game of the night. This
0: wasn't on the slate, but heck, we can talk about it. Why not? We have the L.A. Rams opening up a beautiful stadium in front of Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth and the Cowboys. Uh, This was a weird game. I will be very honest. I didn't watch the entire thing. I probably watched uh, the first three quarters of it. Then I got kind of tired. The Rams offense seemed like they could not be stopped. The Cowboys defense seemed like they could not stop anybody. And that somehow at some point the Cowboys were up 14 to three, 13 going into the halftime. And it made no sense. Uh, Jared Goff looked okay. Good. Not great. Jack uh, Prescott looked good. Not great. Zeke was Zeke. He was absolutely fantastic. We appreciate him there. Weird running backs. Um, I guess we can pretty much write off Henderson. Uh, now. I mean, he was hurt, but I didn't really think too much about him anyway. Is this the cam makers, Malcolm Brown show moving forward. I mean, what are your thoughts on this game? Cause I don't know what to think because again, the Rams seemed like they couldn't be stopped and somehow almost lost this game because Mike McCarthy decided to not kick the field goal. Like, I know, I know we're supposed to kick the, like analytics and this, that, and the other thing, but like, what the hell? Like just kick the field goal and take the three points. Right. That was
1: mind blowing. I don't
0: know what happened there. <laughs> it's too much analytics. I think like, I can guarantee it's just like, Oh, but the numbers say it's like, well, dude, just tie the game. Like, why would you not? Yeah. I don't remember the time of the clock. It was weird, man. I don't know. Are your thoughts on fantasy though for this game?
1: I th- well, just overall watching, I think McVay called a really good game. Yes. Um, they just abandoned the pass and just ran the clock down, and it really worked. From fantasy, I definitely I'm going to hold on to Acres. I know Malcolm Brown's probably a really big waiver wire pickup, and he probably needs to be because this offense can run the ball. I was really disappointed in Dallas's defense, um, yeah. but one guy that impressed me and was good to see him get his life together, Aldon Smith. Man, yeah. he didn't play for like five years. He was an X factor out there. He did really well. So good for him. I always like to hear the turnaround story. But Bobby Woods, man, I would, told everybody he's the guy in L.A. Don't mess with Cooper Cup. Bobby Woods, I did like what I saw out of Van Jefferson. I think he's got a lot of upside in the future in a, in a Dynasty League format. But for the rushing, I, I don't think you, you want to build around Cam Akers or Malcolm Brown right now, just kind of a wait and see. Um, but, yeah, Henderson, if you have him on your roster, get him out. So it's yeah, a ways he's, of traffic, he's pretty much
0: not going to do anything. Robert Woods even got that carry for 14 yards. So six for one Oh five for him, eight targets. He got the most, it all seemed like it came on those like first two drives that they do through those like little dummy, like screens and shit, but Hey, it works.
1: The yeah, to death to start the hey, game. Man,
0: if it works, it works. Amari Cooper, 14 targets. Love to see that. Uh, Michael Gallup, CD lamb did do too, too much, both over 50 yards receiving Zeke was Zeke. Uh, 22 for 96 and a touchdown, as well as three catches for 31 yards and a touchdown on the receiving end. Love to see it. So it was, it was a weird game. It was a fun game. Mike McCarthy, you're kind of an idiot. That's on you, man. But, uh, overall, man, I think this was an incredible, incredible week one of Sunday. I watched so much football. My eyes almost bled. I might need to get (laughs) cool glasses like you soon coming up, but, uh, any, any, <laughs> Any last takeaways you want to leave with the people? With and uh, maybe you know, it's it's Monday night. This is coming out, so most people listen to this on Tuesday, maybe on Wednesday. Anything, anything
1: you want to leave the people with, Nick? Uh, projections for week two are coming out either tomorrow or Wednesday. They are looking pretty good. It looks like we're going to have some strong stances on players again, so that'll help narrow your player pool. Um, congrats to everybody that smashed it yesterday, including Jason. 25k that's awesome man not a bad and day. Uh, everybody else and, and the shout outs on twitter everybody sent like we appreciate that so much so thanks for the support that that's awesome and we're here to help you guys win and it looks like we did our job so let's keep doing it let's get even better i don't see why not
0: did our jobs nick where can everyone find you on the internet
1: six picks s-t-i-x-p-i-c-k-s and thank you for having me michael let's get i'm just gonna go right back to the lab and get ready for week two back to the lab i'm gonna go watch my job oh after I take my uh my loss lap or whatever defeat yeah. lap, um, well you can yeah. cancel it out. You had a
0: couple of victory laps in there, I think. So don't worry. I think you can cancel it out. You're good to go. <laughs> um, but you can find me at Michael Raziel one. Make sure to follow us at Windaily Sports. If you want to hang out with Nick, you want to hang out with me, want to hang out with Ghost and all of us, you can hang out in our disc expert Discord chat. Windailysports backslash chat. You get seven free days in the chat. And seven days means you get Monday night, you get Thursday night, you get all day Sunday, and we'll make you a bunch of money. And that should pay for your subscription moving forward, which we're excited about. Again, if you're listening to this, please review, give us five stars. We appreciate the hell out of it. And yes, send us more of your screenshots because we always love helping you. So thank you for Nick, for myself, for the entire Wind Daily Sports family. We appreciate you, and we hope you make it a very profitable NFL week too.